0: This is your 1017 The Truth News Update.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Rhea Riley with your news update. The Milwaukee Bucks have debuted their new 2023-2024 season City Edition uniforms. The uniform follows a traditional Great Lakes blue color palette along with a new blue tone. The players will wear these for a total of seven games this season, first being this Friday, November 3rd, during their game against the New York Knicks. Advocate Aurora Health Patients in Wisconsin, Illinois, have until mid-January to join a $12.2 million legal settlement. The settlement is due to an unauthorized slip where health information was shared with outside companies, along with Facebook and Google. According to a complaint filed in the lawsuit, about 3 million people who were treated through the company were affected by the data breach, which spanned from 2017 to 2022. Those who joined the settlement are unfortunately looking at a small payout. Payments of $50 or less are expected to be dispersed, but that all depends on how many people join. The settlement will receive its final approval sometime next year. There's a new update on the budget for the American Family Field Stadium. According to an analysis, a new ticket tax may be implemented for all events. The tax is projected to generate between $3.2 million and $6.5 million in revenue. Lawmakers believe this will help alleviate the hefty fee of $546 million for the ballpark funding proposal. This will also help extend the baseball team's lease to stay in the city until 2050. Lawmakers are proposing the tax will be between 4% and 5%. Currently, Brewer Tickets prices are amongst the lowest in Major League Baseball. This has been your news update. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris continues on the new 101.7 The Truth.
2: They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what, because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point.
2: Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my and question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people, up, nah, nah. Ah, 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 ah. If you kill people and they next to you, and you just let them come back and live, right next to you. They can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house.
0: Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr.
2: Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like i'm in st louis and all i'm asking the mayor and the county council president and the county council show me
0: now live from the american family insurance studio at the avenue in the heart of downtown milwaukee here is dr ken harris
3: This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 101.7 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields filling in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And right now, the topic that we're talking about, the overall question that I'm leading up to want you all to consider and think about is, as black folks, who who, who do we have? Who has our back? We were talking about Democrat, progressive, or liberal, whatever you want to call them. Manaqua, the owner of a Northwoods brew pub, is challenging the legality of Wisconsin's private voucher school program, calling it devastating to public schools. Manaqua brewery owner Kirk Bangstad regularly mixes his business operations with fights for liberal causes. He funded the lawsuit. He funded the lawsuit on behalf of Wisconsin parents, grandparents and concerned citizens who and where, because I know what no black folk up in the North woods going, Hey Kirk, we got a problem. Now, if I'm wrong, let me know. Bankstead said the current school and remember what I told you all, this ain't got nothing to do with children. This is about money. Bangstead said the current school financing system fails to equitably distribute resources and threatens the financial stability of public education in Wisconsin. The school, the the choice program is doing all that. I disagree with Kirk. Because what we know is that you have good schools in public schools. You have good charter schools. You have good Milwaukee parental choice schools. And you have bad ones in all of those delivery systems. Here's my question to you all. Why isn't Kirk and all those folk talking about or spending money on how to raise the education achievement gap for black kids? Why they not doing that? Why they not having that fight? So here you see the federal government. Who we talked about earlier would send $105 billion than to talk about some of our humanitarian efforts that we need here. And so now we see on the state level, you got this progressive liberal guy, Kirk That I'm sure is a decent guy, I don't know, who's a owner of Minocqua Brewery, who's saying, hey, I want to get rid of the school choice program where a majority of the kids enrolled are black. Y'all ain't heard from Kirk about no other issues. But now all of a sudden, this is Kirk's number one goal to finish the charter school choice schools. Let's talk about a couple of more myths and then we'll, 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 we'll begin to move on. To continue to ask and answer the question, well, who got our back? We know the federal government would rather send more money elsewhere than help take care of some of the some of his own people here. Apparently. The folks in Minocqua. Could care less about the school choice program, even though none of their kids are enrolled in. it. One of the things that we that used to irk me. Is when I would hear people say stuff like, well, I'm paying for that. Let me clear that myth up to you all. If you work for a government bureaucracy, federal government, state government, school bureaucracy, you are just the middle person. You ain't paying for nothing. We are just us as taxpayers are sending you a check to send your child to those schools. You ain't paying for Jack. I hate to break it to you all, but that's how this works. Well, I'm paying for that. Not if you work at a state government body or a federal government body or some kind of municipal government entity. You ain't paying for nothing. Your money come from everybody else's money. So in essence, you are just the person in the middle. You one stop on the journey. It ain't even your money. It's ours. So. Let's not use that because that sounds foolish when you really think about it because it's not your money. It's the taxpayer's money. We give it to you. And then you use it to do what's best for you. And I have no problem with that. But then don't turn around. And when poor black kids want to do the same thing or have the same experience, now we got a problem. I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Let me give you a little bit history on how this all came about and then we'll continue to move on. Some years ago, the reason why this program was started, because back in, you know, back in the day in Milwaukee, the school systems, black kids weren't learning. So a couple of folks like Howard Fuller, Polly Williams, and all these other old school folks who've been around, uh, who who we who deserve our respect and praise elders, they went and said, Hey, give us if, if y'all not gonna teach our kids, let us do it. So for me, the reason why I was always supported was because I wanted black folks to take care of black folks now that being said everybody shouldn't have been doing this stuff and that's where you see the disconnect and we saw the people doing all the stupid stuff buying cars and all that kind of stupid stuff because the intention was to have black folks who actually cared who wanted to see our kids do better because they knew they weren't getting serviced in the system now. And I still don't understand why you all think y'all getting service. Now you only got to look at the test results and the grades. And I'm not blaming that on one party. I think it's all of us to be quite honest with you. I think it's parents. I think it's administrators. I think it's teachers. I think it's the kids. I think it's government. We all got a part to blame. We all got some blame in this thing. Even me. The difference is I'm willing to say I just messed up some stuff. And how can we fix it though? Instead of fighting to to consistently try to just have everybody do what we want them to do. Here's another question for you all. For those folks who say, well, you know, my kid, they, they teach. Ask them where their child go to school at. Because I have a problem with people who you so pro public school and all this stuff. But yet your child don't go to the school you teaching in. Your child don't go to a public school system. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I am saying is that, you know what, don't deny other people the same stuff you got access to. That's just hypocrisy. How is it that's what's good for your child can't be good for everybody else's. So that's. That's 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 why I get so upset about this stuff, because ultimately what we end up having is black folks agreeing or fighting over which white people to listen to. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to sit in a room with some of you all and be like, this white person is more right than that white person. When neither one of them got our best interests at heart. Now, y'all count me out for that meeting. You call me when there's black people in the room and we ready to get to work. Call me in. Unless y'all like Minocqua. So. We see that that's coming from. The liberal side of the aisle. Well, to not be outdone. (laughs) Let me talk about the conservative side of the aisle. Got to read this to you all. Because remember, the question is, well, who got our back? Madison Representative Lakeisha Myers issued the following statement regarding AB 554, a bill that would modify minority scholarship programs and requirements so they apply to disadvantaged students rather than minorities. That's key. Lakeisha says, I testified before the Assembly Colleges and Universities Committee today against the proposal aimed at removing race as a requirement for certain scholarships Grants designated for people of color. Eliminating racial designation from the programs managed by the higher education aids board would decrease the number of teachers of color in Wisconsin. I'm going to read that again. Eliminating racial designation from the programs managed by the higher education aids board would decrease the number of teachers of color in Wisconsin. Currently Wisconsin's licensed teacher workforce is 94% white, 2% Hispanic, and 1.8% black. I'm going to read that again so this sinks in. Wisconsin's licensed teacher workforce is 94% white, 2% Hispanic, 1.8% black. With the fact that one-third of all public school students in Wisconsin is a student of color. So you can see that our workforce is not reflective of our student population. So Republicans said, well, whatever you all can do, we can do it better. This is my favorite part. Four years ago, I partnered with former Representative Amy Lownback, who was a Republican, and Jason Fields, moi, to expand the Wisconsin Minority Teacher Loan Program beyond the city of Milwaukee to all 72 counties. Because believe it or not, gang, there are black folks outside of Milwaukee, Racine, Beloit. We, we actually, and, and honestly, you all, they pop up, black folks pop up in some places. I, 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 I'm digressing for a second. But, you know, when I got the position as CEO of the Economic Development Organization, I'd be in all these places and I'd see black people walking down the street I swear to you, I want to stop and be like, yo, what you doing here? (laughs) Like, what's going on? How you get here? In Paoli, Wisconsin. Like, Like, what you doing here? How you end up here? But believe it or not, gang, it's black folks all over the state. Research shows that having a teacher of color and a black teacher in particular, does a lot of good, not just for black students, but for all students. Black students who have one black teacher by third grade are 7% more likely to graduate high school and 13% more likely to enroll in college. Although I don't think college is for everybody. I think we still need to start getting on these trades, apprenticeships. We need to pick that up. But after having two black teachers, black students' likelihood of enrolling in college increases by 32%. So the, we, when we did this bill, which I was the lead author on and shout out to Lakeisha for referencing it and giving me a shout out in the article. It was because you have places where they don't have teachers of color. And Amy Lownback was a Republican and she said, Jay, you know, I want to do this because, you know, Amy represented Beloit, Arizona Beloit. Now here's a Republic who thought, you know what, we need to do this. So on one hand, you all you have. A group of Democrats, liberal folks saying, let's get away with school choice. Then you got Republicans on the other side saying, let's get rid of minority minority teacher program. Y'all, what, what the hell are we supposed to do? I mean, I'm sorry if I'm getting a little frustrated, but what are we supposed to do when that's our circumstance? You can't turn to the right. You can't turn to the left without somebody trying to take you out. I do believe Monaco is beautiful, LT. (laughs) And so at what point, like who has our back? That's the question on the table. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 101.7 The Truth.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com.
4: South, I'm going back, 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 where my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bob-bub tree, all life on further ground. Ancestor put me on game, on chase, on gold old With my a energy. Drop by, love me.
3: This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 of Truth live from the American family insurance studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields in for Dr. Ken who was on assignment. Benjamin, man, I appreciate that. uh, That, that love you gave me. I just, I love Jay Z, man. I just love the, love the whole, love his whole stilo. So we've been talking about this whole pattern that we see around, ultimately, who has our back? Federal government is off sending $105 billion elsewhere. We got homeless, uneducated, people who need child care right here. Democrats are like, hey, let's get rid of the school choice program. Republicans are on the other side saying, hey, we don't need no minority teacher program. Gang, you know, what are we to do? If this is not some kind of sign that we need to come together, how many more of these signs do we need? Deborah, you're on the new 101.7 of Truth. What do you have for us?
5: Thank you, Jason. You've asked the question, who has our back? You've asked the question, should we be spending that uh, money to send overseas humanitarian aid and all that other? But the real question is, and you've asked it before, is, We as black people, where do we see our power? You mentioned, and I totally believe it, that so many of our black elected officials are afraid of uh, losing their positions. When I think of Donald Trump, and I, I, I forgot this other guy's name who's lied about all the stuff he says, and yet they just voted not to expel him, it's about the power of the people. And once black people start to realize the power we truly have when it comes to vote and voice, we can get what we want. That's how we got as far as we did get, we, because we realized our own power and strength. And unfortunately, I'm seeing generations that are just not coming together that, for whatever reason, don't seem to believe in their own ability to make change. We can have the things we want if we show them the power. Another gentleman talked about it earlier about how much spending power we have. Well, we got more than just spending power. We've got the power to make a difference if we could all just come together, black people or people of color, designate our leaders and show them our strength. Then they wouldn't have to be worried about losing their jobs. Then they could use their voices to negotiate and speak up for us. That's who would have our back. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Deborah. Uh, I feel funny saying Deborah because you all, that is my mother. Uh, I love when she calls in. Um, I think you all see where I get it from. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And so I think and thank you to all the callers who consistently call in. You all make sure you hit the truth the talking text line at 833-212-1017. And and I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I do think that we have to become politically smarter, economically stronger because we're sitting we're we're leaving a lot of things on the table. And I don't subscribe to this theory that they have all the power, they got all this. I, I don't subscribe to that. The reason why I don't is because I think Alfonso Al said it best. When you look at our buying power, that that alone um, changes things. When you start to peel back and understand the truth and you look at not only who's doing what, but how they're doing it. My mother referenced the vote to get rid of, and I forget his name, but in Congress, he's the guy who's not actually that guy. He, he ran as somebody else. And they couldn't get rid of this guy. Which, which begs the question, at what point, did we just and maybe not maybe this is not a question but at, at, at what point did we just become numb and okay to not having morals or some line of 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 decency that we wouldn't cross I'm still amazed that in spite of all the things that people learn and see about President Trump, that you still have half of this country willing to throw all of that out the window and be like, "Yeah, that's still our guy." It's it's mind boggling. On the call, talk, calling the Truth talking Text line, uh, someone said, "I don't think we'll ever come together. We can't even cancel holidays." <laughs> it's sad but true. You know, and and I think it's somewhere we we we. We were we were allowed we we allowed people to take our power and then we started voluntarily giving it up in every facet of life I've never seen you know white women and white men on social media talking about the white woman this the white I've never seen it you go on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you will see it all the time. It's like every third video. I've never seen Latino or Asian people doing that. I've never seen it. We're the only people. Never seen it. Never seen people at a point where misery has become accepted. This is the truth in the afternoon. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side with Dr. Ken Harrison who's on The Truth, but he's on assignment. We'll see you in a minute.
0: This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
3: This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at The Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, filling in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. The Truth is the home of Marquette University High School Hilltoppers football. The Hilltoppers kept it rolling last week and now look to advance to the WIAA football state semifinals this week as they host the Fond du Lac Cardinals at Hart Park. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. this Friday night. High school sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth is presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. So we were talking about a number of things, and what I'm trying to get to is tying all of these things in to lay on the question or lay on the table, well, who, who has our back? You know, when you start looking at these global, state, Or no, federal. Well, yes, global and federal um, state issues. And then I'm going to throw one more problem at you on a local level. So before I do that, let's recap. Federal government. And again, I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with that. I do question the amount of money that we are sending overseas. I'm all for humanitarian effort. I would love to see other nations getting the same kind of help. But $105 billion when studies show that $20 billion would end homelessness, that if we spent money on trying to raise the achievement gap for black kids or those who don't have a quality education, um, On the state level, you have some Democrats trying to get rid of a system that has predominantly children of color. On the state level, you have Republicans on the other side of the aisle trying to get rid of a program that would help give teachers of color scholarships to become teachers of color and teach in other places. And for the perfect trifecta. Names of Wisconsin cops found on Oath Keepers membership list. Yeah, I figured, you know what? Let's make it a perfect three. We'll we'll give you not just the federal and international things to worry about or be concerned about. We'll 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 throw some state stuff too at you. But let's let's make it close to home, right? Let's let's get it close to home. An investigation by the Badger Project discovered the names of three Milwaukee area police officers among the 38,000 on the leaked list. The names of at least three active police officers in the Milwaukee area are on a leaked membership list for the far right anti-government group The Oath Keepers. An investigation by the Badger Project found two of the officers, Corey Dale Fuller and Ryan Tebow, worked for the Bayside Police Department just a few miles north of the city of Milwaukee. Now you all know why when we be traveling to Bayside and all them other places, you know, we we, we make sure we tighten on point because you're probably going to get pulled over. A third, David Larsheet, is a 22-year veteran in the Milwaukee Police Department. The note I am actively on street patrol and am a field training officer as well appears next to Larsheet's name on the list. The list also includes members personal information, such as home addresses, phone numbers, email addresses. The Badger project is declining to publish that material. It's unclear if the list includes the date members join. None of the officers responded to multiple message seeking comment. Why would they? Bayside Police Chief Tom Liebenthal also did not respond to email and voicemail messages seeking comment. The Bayside Police Department hired Bo in 2006 and Fuller in 212, according to the West Department. Larsheet has been employed by the Milwaukee Police Department since 2001. So, to make matters worse, you got police officers in the area who are, I would imagine if you're on a list, You're not just calling to get updates, right? Like you probably subscribed and wanted to join, particularly if they got all your personal information and a note saying what you do. So to make things even more weird, now we have potential people in law enforcement, and I think, you know, we've had these discussions before. But then again, what are we supposed to do here, you all? Y'all hit the truth talk and text line at 833-212-1017. And what are we supposed to do with this? I know, and I mentioned three African-American women who I believe are helping address some of these issues in the bigger picture. And so what I would love to hear is your thoughts, concerns, strategies, and so, you know, what are we supposed to do? Uh, Derek, Derek asks. you said, for those of us that don't have a quality education, what does that mean? The kind of education that will get us jobs like yours or what? No, quality education means education that will help you get to where you want to go. So it does not necessarily mean things like, you know, what I do, Um and because it's a it's a lot of people that do what I do that you know they education don't mean squat. So a quality education is meaning, are you actually learning? Uh, are you getting to a point where, hey, you're not just retaining and doing the things you're 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 in a field where, you know, you know your stuff. Sandra, you're on the, you're on the new one on one seven the truth. What you got for us?
6: Hello, hi. Hey, how are you? I was just. I am just fine. How are you doing? Good. Okay, good. I was just listening to you and um, what you were uh, speaking about, and what well, we can chime in on. But uh, you're speaking of uh, the schools and the closings and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I always call it. So I always tell them I was raised here. My mom. I I was born in Mississippi. My mom came up here when I was 18 months. So I went to elementary here, and uh, um, I was in sixth grade before I even got a black teacher. I was so glad to get a black teacher, and I was going to La Follette. But uh, anyways, um, now I know there's a lot of the schools, and then I went to Robert Fulton. All these schools are – La Follette is still open, I guess, but they're, they're closing them all up, and now they're making apartment buildings out of them. I was just talking to um, – my son, and he's an electrician, so he's working on a building. He says uh, it's a school, and they're closing it up to make apartments. And so I think this was um, a plan that was put together years ago because um, you started seeing the destruction of the city when the jobs moved out and the, the depletion of the families, black families. And, uh, um, and a lot of what I was thinking is that because uh we separated because you know we fought for education we got an education and then all the crime started loading in the city which i think to myself it was brought by design while black people started moving out too mm-hmm. so now we don't have a neighborhood my sister and i talk about it we said we need a com- a commune and and i know they're doing some some of it over in atlanta they bought farmland and yep. kind of on that order so they're doing like a commune, and that's kind of where we got to get back together because we're so separated because when we got, I'm going to tell you, when we got educated, I know it got a, kind of got turned up. Mm-hmm. We left the, uh, Central City, and look, we talk about our people harder than anybody. The rappers talk about us, and uh, Al Sharpton speak about it all the time. He tried to stop it, yeah. but no other race do that stuff, no other race. So, um, it's a lot that's involved. I got two books right here. One is The Destruction of Black Milwaukee. They'll tell you about from 1950 on up. And when I was going to school, everything was nice. And in fact, I was bused, too, because back then we had a lot of kids. So I was bused from my school to follow over there to a the school over there, uh, off, off of, uh, Martin Luther King Drive. And so, uh, and it was a lot of white people, of course. And then when they started moving out, and then we got better education. We turned our nose up from taste, too, because I noticed it because we stopped speaking to each other. And right now, today, we don't speak to each other.
3: I appreciate that, Sandra. Thank you for the call. Shirley, what you got for me? You're on the new 101.7 The Truth.
4: How you doing there? Just getting off work. <laughs> I love trying to catch you guys when I'm getting off.
3: <laughs> well, good. What you got for us, Shirley?
4: you know i'm 59 years old um i was listening to the lady before me all of my elementary and most of my middle school teachers i was fortunate enough to have were black Hmm. Uh, um a lot of people cannot say that but i was fortunate enough all of my elementary school teachers were definitely black and it was the best experience that i ever had And back at that time when they say it took a village, yeah, uh, it did. The teachers cared. The teachers lived in the neighborhood. And it was truly a wonderful, wonderful experience. I um, look at my... I actually am in education now. And I look at the children now and I look at the teaching and how they have them on Chromebooks most of half the day and stuff, where there's no instructional teaching going on and stuff, and... Our kids literally, you got third and fourth grade kids that are literally can't even read and can't even uh, write a complete sentence. And it's sad. Yeah, It is really, really sad.
3: Shirley, I I appreciate that call. And thank you, Shirley, because I think one of the things that you highlighted for us, Shirley and Derek, this goes to the question, a quality education, meaning you you end up being able to read, write, speak. You know, that that's a quality education. I don't think it has anything to do with your job, but I do think it has something to do with your competence level. And so when we had people who, you know, we taught, I saw a comedian once. He said, you know, whenever I meet folks and they say I'm a teacher, he immediately asked this question. Well, is anybody learning? Right. And I'm not and I'm not coming down on teachers because, again, I said earlier, I think it's all of us. I think we all have a role to play. But what I would prefer is to stop seeing headlines of people from Manaqua trying to kill the school choice program and people from the state trying to say we don't need uh, minority teacher programs because, Shirley, you just proved it, and, and so did all the other callers. And so, Carl, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. What you got for us? Carl, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. What you got for us? I
5: wanted to... Uh, speak to
0: the, the person that uh, the person that spoke uh, before me about having all black hey, teachers. Hey, Carl, turn your radio down, bro. Mm-hmm. The person that, I had I had all black teachers as well in the elementary school I went to, and it was a wonderful experience. And it was actually foundational in my academic abilities
4: mm-hmm.
0: those teachers they cared they loved us and, and they were really caring about our academic abilities yeah and so I, I I completely identified with what she was saying
3: you know I think thank you Carl for that I, I think that's the whole point you all that um we necessarily need the opportunities um to continue that we all don't live in the same place and so wherever there's one our goal should be to try to replicate or duplicate that experience and the reality is that when you do have you know teachers like that or the opportunity and a community, right? Cuz it's not just one person. Then we see from Carl and Shirley's example that we that we that we do well. And when I say do well, I don't mean you off a millionaire. I'm saying you giving back to the community. You're duplicating what was given to you and so you're trying to regurgitate that same love, that same commitment to said community. Uh, one of the talk callers on the talk and text line said, it's not that we don't need those programs. They don't need those programs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. You know, when we talk about these things. I'm always trying to get us back to some some solutions, and I think the solutions are changing now because the world is much smaller, which is why I love what uh, Dr. Chris- Christine Massori is doing from Massori International, with helping us bridge the gap between us and the motherland. I mean, I got to be honest. We need that relationship because it helps us potentially with economic development opportunity. I think it plays a spiritual role as well. That's just me. But if you listen to anybody who's went to Africa, dare I say it, most of the time they will tell you they felt some kind of spiritual, um, they got some kind of spiritual fulfillment. And so I believe that when we talk about these things, what Dr. Christine is doing with Tanzania day at city hall on November 9th, we should support those things. We should support those things wholeheartedly. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 seven, the truth.
0: You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm
6: a, I'm a now, who's going to stop me? Who's going to stop me, huh? Who's going to stop me? going to stop me?
2: Black cars, black cars, black on black, black
3: bras, pull out of money in the black bag, black strap, you know what that's for. Yeah, we purple, my money purple, y'all sleep purple, I'm over circle. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 the Truth. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Jason Fields. In for Dr. Ken, who was on assignment. And as we conclude and wrap up, who has our back? And I wanted to talk about these three women because, again, they homegirls, friends of mine, love what each one of them are doing. And I think these kinds of things are the solutions to our problems. When we answer who has our back, when you look at what Dr. Christine Asori is doing from Massore International, bridging the gap between black folks here and black folks in Africa and the potential to create an economic system, an education system, a partnership. Where we can buy, export, import from one another. Those relationships are important when we start looking at the global scale, the bigger picture. Uh, Britt Gosschalk. Britt is the founder and creator of Geno Me, Gino.me. And this is what Britt does. Britt has a, a program, a, a company. And she was in her company was invested in by a, a good friend, Dana Guthrie, who's the president and CEO of Gateway Capital. And Brit's company basically helps you control and make money off of your own data. Nobody else doing that kind of stuff. You all. How it works with Brit's company is you create an account, you upload your data you, for researchers, look for people that who have your kind of criteria, specs. It's all private, and then they develop and advance medicines and things of that of that nature based on the things that they're seeing, and you get paid for your data. Now, can I be honest for you, naysayers who will be like, "Well, it's this is they already got your stuff." Stop it! Don't don't even go there. They already got your stuff. You just ain't getting paid for it. They already have it. They already have all your stuff. So please don't let that be some kind of. I don't know, stance you take. Well, they don't have, yes, they do. They got everything. Nothing here is a secret. They have literally everything on you already. They know where you eat, where you sleep. They know what you're going. They know what kind of clothes you buy. They have it already. But your personal information is protected. And when there's a match with the research, you get $40. Now, that's something created by a black woman. Dana Guthrie Gateway Capital was a venture capital fund here in Milwaukee. And what Dana wanted to do was focus on having black businesses in Milwaukee instead of us always getting steered towards loans and things of that nature. Dana was like, look, we need a venture fund where I can, we can invest in black folks, people of color, women. Dana has a BS in computer engineering from Milwaukee school of engineering and an MS in energy engineering from the university of Illinois at Chicago. You all, these are three great black women doing great stuff. Those are the solutions and the answers to questions like, well, who has our back? I want to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to run my mouth. I will be back tomorrow. And I promise you, it will be hopefully something intriguing. But I look forward to it. Benjamin. thanks for taking care of me, brother. Appreciate you.
2: It's amazing.
3: Love it. Love it. We'll all see you tomorrow. You've been on The Truth. Been listening to Jason Fields. Uh, filling in for Dr. Ken, who's on assignment. You're on the new 101.7 The Truth. See you tomorrow.